the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt from Inside the Beltway. Thank you for joining me. Joined now by the leader of the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell. Senator McConnell, good morning to you. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Glad to be with you, Hugh. I'm wondering if you were disappointed Lamar Alexander fell to 32 in the draft and Baker Mayfield went number one to Cleveland. I was. I, You know, I think... Um... Obviously, I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan, and I think uh, your hapless Browns could have used him. <laughs> I said Lamar Alexander. Lamar Jackson, yeah, the Louisville quarterback went to the Ravens. Does that make you a Ravens fan now, Mr. Leader? Uh, it probably does. You know, you mentioned Lamar Alexander. I'll call him my second favorite Lamar, right behind Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. Well, first, let's stay focus on the work of the Senate. I've been talking about Rudy and everything else all day. I want to stay on the Senate. First of all, congratulations on getting Secretary of State Pompeo and Ambassador Grinnell confirmed and going to Grinnell's uh, swearing in today. Do you expect to get CIA Director Designate Haspel confirmed when the Senate returns? I do. Um you know, she's not only going to be the first woman CIA director, which I think is not insignificant, particularly in a field like that. But she's probably, not probably, certainly the most qualified nominee any president's ever made for that particular job. I think she's an outstanding choice. It's interesting that she's supported by all the former CIA directors that we can find, including the CIA director under President uh, Obama, uh, who has been aggressively in her corner, and I think that tells you something. Now I want to switch to judges. It's my pet issue, and you've been spectacular on this. Uh, do you expect a retirement from the court this summer, Mr. Leader? I really don't know, but, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful that, 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 that you've had an interest in this because I think if you've told your listeners from time to time, this is my top priority in the Senate. I, of course, I love the tax bill. I think the tax bill will make it important difference for the country, but when the winds, uh, the political winds shift, we never leave taxes alone. When we did comprehensive tax reform 30 years ago, it lasted four years. What I want to do is make a lasting contribution to the country, and by appointing uh, and confirming these strict constructionists to the courts who are in their late 40s or early 50s, uh, I believe, working in conjunction with the administration, we're making a generational change in our country that will be... um, repeated over and over and over down through the years. Uh, let me give the scorecard for the audience. Thus far under President Trump, 15 appeals court judges have been confirmed. An additional 12 have been nominated and three are almost nominated. 17 district court judges have been confirmed. 58 are nominated. Five more are pending. Now compare that with Overall, Bill Clinton in two terms, 62 appeals court judges. W had 61. President Obama had 49. But President Trump already has 15 with six more in the hopper. And indeed, in W's first two years, he only had 17 confirmations, one of which was a Democrat, by the way. He didn't get another one until March of 2003. How many do you expect on the federal appeals court to get confirmed by your break for the elections, uh, Leader McConnell? Well, we're going to... Continue to confirm judges all uh, all year. You know the, the the Congress doesn't stop with the elections; it goes until the end of the year. 
Uh, we're going to do six more next week, which will bring us to 21. I'm processing them as quickly as they come out of the Judiciary Committee and the administration sending them up rapidly. I don't know what the final number is, but my goal, Hugh, is to confirm all the circuit and district court judges that come out of committee this calendar year. All of them. Uh, right. That would that would be a huge change in the judiciary. And I want to run down the circuits also for my audience. Right now on the First Circuit, there are two Republican judges, four Dems. On the second, four Republicans, seven Dems. On the third, five Republicans, seven Dems. On the fourth, four four Republicans and ten Dems. The fourth is really a liberal circuit. Reverse that on the fifth, ten Republicans, five Dems. On the sixth, uh, eleven Republicans, five Dems. On the seventh, six Republicans, two Dems, three vacancies. On the eighth, ten Republicans, one Dem. That's a great circuit for us to bring cases in. On the ninth, though, it's 16 Democrats and six Republicans. I'll come back to that. On the tenth, four Republicans, seven Democrats. On the eleventh, five Republicans, seven Democrats. And on the D.C. Circuit, four Republicans, seven Democrats. Now, that makes the Ninth Circuit the most imbalanced circuit, Mr. Leader. And it I want has, to talk to you. It has been for years. <laughs> now, there are, there are seven vacancies there, but are we ever going to get any judges because of the blue slip rule? Well, you know, we don't have a blue slip rule the way we used to for circuit judges. Uh, Senator, Senator Grassley uh, basically agreed with my recommendation uh, that a blue slip for a circuit judge, and for your listeners, this is an opportunity to veto, kind of like a black ball. For circuit judges, is simply a notification of how you're going uh, to vote, not an opportunity to prevent the whole Senate from voting on a circuit judge. We still honor the blue slip at the district court level, but not at the uh, circuit court level. Uh, the ranking uh, Democrat on the committee... I happens to be from California, uh, Diane Feinstein, and Senator Grassley's going to have to work that out. Uh, he's the chairman of the committee, but I, my view is no one senator ought to be able to stop a circuit court judge. The full Senate ought to be able to consider them, and I hope these nominees will come out of the Ninth Circuit. Uh, I don't know how many of those are, are sort of considered California judges, but I hope they'll come out. If they are, I'll, I'll call them up. There are there are 18, 18 vacancies, um, and 15 don't have nominees yet. There are three who are in the process that apparently tipped. So if those 18 are all put before you by July 1, nominated, do you think they all get votes by the end of the year, Leader McConnell? Absolutely. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't consider the Congress ending until December 31st. Uh, I can only deal with the nomination once it comes out of committee. All the judges that come out of the committee, my goal is to confirm them this year. And, Hugh, if I may look forward, if we can hold the Senate this fall, uh, given the spectacular job President Trump and his team have done of picking judges, uh, we can do this for two more years so that through the full four years of President Trump's term, he will make a lasting generational contribution to the country by having strict constructionists on the court. And I know you've talked to your audience about what we mean when we say strict constructionists. We mean, as Justice Scalia once said, um, judges who will occasionally be disappointed in the decision they make because it's required by the law or the Constitution. In other words, people who don't uh, try to just get the result they want no matter what the law is. Justice Gorsuch disappointed some conservatives last week uh, with the decision, but I wasn't disappointed with it. It was a it was his understanding of the law and of the vagary uh, of the the vagueness that the Senate had and the Congress had put forward in deportation matters. Let me run down these names: Amul Thapar, John Bush, Kevin Newsom, Ralph Erickson, Amy Barrett, 
Joan Larson, Allison Ede, Stephen Bebas, Stephanos, really, Gregory Katsis, uh, Stephen Graz, Don Willett, James Ho, David Strauss, Elizabeth Branch, and Kyle Duncan. Those are the 15 you've confirmed. Every one of them an originalist, Mr. Leader. Not one of them uh, a squishy, uh, we don't know really what they think. Yeah, and that's why I say the administration is doing a terrific job, and we're, as I said, it's my top priority. So as soon as they come out of committee, if I have a choice between taking up a particular bill or taking up a circuit court judge, I take up a circuit court judge because I think it makes the longest-lasting contribution uh, to making this the kind of country it, it, it ought to be. So if a uh, justice retires at the end of June or early July, what happens to your nomination conveyor belt? Does it throw everything into disarray? Well, we're just going to work a little harder and uh, process the Supreme Court nomination if we were to have one and the others as well. Would that come first? Would that go to the front of the line? It would go to the front of the line, and no question about it. If there is a Supreme Court vacancy, it, it uh, takes priority. No question it- about it. Even though your majority is down to one um, and of Senator McCain's recovery is proceeding at pace and he's in Arizona, though, he's not back there. So you're actually operating at 50 to 49 right now instead of 51 to 49. Is there any way that Democrats could delay a Supreme Court nominee should, for example, Justice Kennedy decide to step down to preserve his Commerce Clause jurisprudence, his First Amendment jurisprudence? No, not if 50 not if 50 senators are prepared to um, uh, to vote. There's no way to, no way to stop that. And um, I must say, even though we only have 50, we've had good unity on on judicial appointments. Uh, Kyle Duncan was somewhat controversial. Uh, the last one you mentioned. Several of these others have been block voted against by the Democrats. Straight party line votes. <clears throat> last year we only had 52. This year we're down to 50 with Senator McCain out. Uh, but we've confirmed them all. Not a single one's been defeated. We've had good unity on our side on circuit judges. Uh, have you talked with Don McGahn, who is the president's point person on this, about these 18 vacancies? Because it's been a long time. These vacancies have been here for a long time, especially on the Ninth Circuit, about when we're going to get nominees. I haven't. I think Don's done a spectacular job. I, I know some states are different from others. Uh, he does discuss uh, these nominees with uh, home state senators, including Democrats, before the nominations are made. Uh, he uh, follows a consultative uh, process uh, in the ongoing hopes that we would have more Democratic support than we've had. Um, and I think that takes up some time. But I believe that Don has done the best job of any White House counsel in the time I've been in Washington of getting nominations up. Uh, to the Senate. Uh, frequently, the White House Counsel's Office in previous administrations of both parties has been kind of a bottleneck. That's not been the case under Don McGahn. Well, I believe if you hold the Senate that you will actually in one term nominate and confirm as many appeals judges as President Obama did in two terms. I believe that is actually given the age of the federal appellate bench and the rapidity and the smoothness with which it is running, that you will match in one term what President Obama did in two terms because this was not a priority for Harry Reid. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's sure what I hope, uh, Hugh. It, it's a top priority for me. I don't think there's anything we can do in the United States Senate that's more important for America than confirming judges as rapidly as we get them. But now that brings me to where you and I disagree about one thing, which is blue slips on district court judges. And this is why. It means that the Cal- state of California, for as long as the eye can see, will never get a Republican trial court judge again. 
It just it's not going to happen if Senators Harris and Feinstein control as they do the district court nominee process. Is that fair to one tenth of the country that we never get a Republican district court judge again? Well, you can make that argument, but there's certain, uh, shall I say, boundaries beyond which, if I go, um, we kind of blow the place up. And you got to have priorities in life. And tackling the blue slip at the district court level was something I just didn't think I could get the kind of unity I've gotten on the circuit court level. So one step at a time, Hugh. I'm sorry that. Uh, California has fallen into the hands of the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't even get Republicans nominated statewide because of the uh, this blanket primary rule or whatever you all call it out there. You end up having Democrats running against each other in statewide elections. It's called the jungle uh, primary. Yeah, it's yeah, it, uh, it's, just... it's, it's, it's a grim picture for Republicans across the board. Judges are only a part of it. Yeah, but I'm I'm not a litigator, thank God. But if I was, I, I I've been appeared before the Ninth Circuit and uh, a two to one split. Jay Bybee was on my panel, so I I managed to persuade Stephen Reinhart. But we at least you broke in the thing on the Ninth Circuit. But you're telling me don't hold my breath for blue slips going away on district courts. Uh, I'm certainly not in this session of Congress. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about y- your legacy on First Amendment issues. You have been a huge proponent of free speech. You were against McCain-Feingold. You succeeded in that in Citizens United. Justice Kennedy agrees with you on that. Now, if Justice Kennedy is replaced by a Democrat, does that all fall back? Because the, he's always been up. He's been very strong on First Amendment issues. But if he's replaced yeah, can, by a can, Democrat. Yeah, Kennedy was terrific on on First Amendment political speech, an issue that obviously you and I care about. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a Democrat member of the Supreme Court that wouldn't take the opposite point of view. Um, And I think that would be endangered. You could end up having the government in the business of controlling how much uh, you can say in a campaign, uh, the, the quantity of your campaign, and then maybe that leads even to the quality of the campaign. Um, we don't want the government doing that, and um, that would just be another step backward if uh, a Democratic president makes the next Supreme Court appointment. Now, obviously, your decision to keep the Merrick Garland nomination from coming to a, heading, a hearing and to indeed hold open the Scalia seat so the people could vote has proven very controversial. I think it's the greatest thing you've done as leader, and I stand by it 100 percent. Do you think judges will be as much an issue in these off-term Senate campaigns as they were in the presidential campaign? I hope so, uh, because I think um, the American people do care about getting a fair shake when you go to court about having uh, a judge sitting there who's not uh, trying to get an outcome that he may personally uh, prefer. And I think to have fairness and equity uh, in court, you need the kind of people that President Trump's been nominating and that we've been confirming. And as you look at the Senate map right now, are you confident of holding the majority? It's going to be a challenging year. You know, Bill Clinton lost both the House and Senate uh, two years in. Barack Obama lost the House and almost lost the Senate two years into his administration. Um, history tells you it will not be a great year for the for the party of the president. Uh, we do have, however, I think a good map in the Senate. Only a third of the Senate, thanks to the founding fathers, is up every two years. There are 26 Democratic seats, only nine Republicans. Uh, I'm hopeful we can keep the majority, but uh, I think this is going to be a challenging, typical uh, off-year election for the party of the, of the occupant of the White House. 
So if you keep confirming judges, last question, even through December 31st, when is the latest a nomination could come forward in your view for an appeals court judge that it would be acted on in committee and voted on by this Senate? Yeah, I'm not sure I can answer that. Um, I, I don't have on top of my head how long it's been from nomination to the floor, but Chairman Grassley's done an excellent job, in my view, of expediting the process. Um, I'm not sure I can answer that, but I can tell you that if we have to stay until December 31st, we're going to do the judges that are that come out of committee. Uh, they'll be voted on this year. Senator Mitch McConnell, thank you for joining me, and thanks for the focus on the judiciary. Not many people get it, but I do, and it's much, much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Hugh. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.